On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the chance to chat with Cody Wittick from Kinship. Uh, we talked all things influencer marketing. We talked about why everything that you thought about influencer marketing is actually wrong and not working. And you guys probably all already know that uh, from the way that influencer marketing has gone over the last couple of years. Cody gives an incredible new framework uh, with proven results. Uh, we talked about a campaign that they ran for M&Ms that just had insane results. Really great conversation. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, have you tried 8fig? No, don't worry. I'm not talking about that new fad diet. I'm talking about 8fig, the planning and funding platform. 8fig partners with experienced e-commerce sellers to help you scale with planning tools and incremental funds. So how exactly does 8fig work? Well, to start, 8fig works with you to understand your business plan and to focus on what's already working in your business. Then you put together your costs and the inventory that you're going to need and 8fig optimizes your cash flow to fit your unique supply chain needs for the next six months and beyond. Once you've signed on to the growth plan, you're going to get the funds that you need when you need them according to your plan. What's especially great is that you don't have to start paying the cost of capital until after you've started to sell that inventory that 8fig is funded. This gives you breathing room for your cash flow. In addition, the plan is flexible, so you can change it as you go. Sell or more or less than you expected? Don't worry about it. You can revise your plan. Your shipment is delayed or your inventory is ruined, they'll work with you on it so that you can adapt as you go, keeping your business stable and sales thriving. On average, 8fig sellers experience 2x growth in their first year, all while stabilizing their cash flow, avoiding stockouts, and taking control of their supply chain. You already know that you're an 8-figure seller in the making. You just need an experienced and strategic partner to help you scale with confidence. So learn more at 8fig.co. That's the number 8, F-I-G.co. And make sure to mention Upgrowth during sign up for 5% off the cost of capital of an 8-fig growth plan. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by Cody Wittick from Kinship. Cody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jordan. Happy to be here. Hey. Yeah, totally. Uh, looking forward to uh, to chatting with you. Uh, even though, you know, before we started recording, I found out that you are a Disney hater. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You're like, you know... Uh, I knew you were going to use that bit against me. I wasn't planning okay. on it, but I was like, oh, I, I, I kind of have to. It's not like I'm sure there's some Disney haters who are listening to this too. So yeah. I used to be one of them before getting you married converted. to like a Disney freak, and yeah, you got um, converted. Now I just go with it. You, you drink know? the Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I did. <laughs> so did you know 250 million people that signed up for Disney Plus? So. <laughs> 
Um, Cody, for people who don't know anything about you, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, co-CEO of an influence marketing agency. Uh, I am in Orange County, but we're fully remote all across the all across the globe um, called Kinship alongside my partner. And before that, I started um, or I didn't start, but I worked alongside um, and ran the influencer program at a brand called Kalo. They created the silicone wedding ring industry. And there I worked cool. with a bunch of different macros and grew the influencer roster there before I was like, maybe I should do this for a bunch of other D2C brands. Um, I feel like I got my chops ready to do that. So hence the agency. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to really diving into influencer marketing. I feel like there are a lot of people listening to this that have probably given up, especially in the last couple of years. Like, ah, I don't really want to work with influencers anymore. What a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, not not able to track. I'm not able to actually see the efficacy, not able to see coupon codes coming through, not seeing the same spikes that we used to see with influencer uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into all that because you're, you're running a great business. And so you must be doing something right. Is that, is that true? <laughs> I think so. I think, and we're definitely doing something that's very different than t- the traditional model, the traditional model being pay for posts and kind of what was the heyday of 2014 and honestly is still very common, which is pick out XYZ influencer, pay them, hope to God that you get sales um, by giving them a discount code. And most of the time you don't. So you just try to find another new influencer. So we're doing something completely different. Um, And I kind of look at it as um, investing in one stock versus a diversified portfolio. Like you, the brand have a lot of different places that you can place influencer content versus just putting all your eggs in one basket. Like that is being the influencer's audience or their influencer social handles. Um, So it's actually worse than probably day trading or like picking a stock. That's what I would say, because you don't have any visibility or attribution or any past history to go off of, of like looking at a stock performance. Um, You're just completely blind uh, to those things. Um, But yeah, that's the system that everybody's playing. So we're just, we're changing the, the system by doing something vastly different. Yeah, well, let's let's walk through that because I think everybody knows the classic playbook of influencer marketing. You know, like I feel like I remember I don't even know what year it was where Gary Vee was just all over. Oh, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. And I feel like everyone's still kind of listening to to that advice. We all know the old playbook. Walk me through what is actually working in the brands that that you're working with and what that looks like. Because I I personally am one of those ones who have given up on the old method. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. we're just like, Great. we're just like, nah, we're not going to like, we're, we're not going to spend our money there. We, we love our affiliates, you know, and our ambassadors, they generate yeah. 10 times what, what any influencer ever generates for us. So we, yeah. we love that side of the business. I'd love for you to convince me that there's a different way. Cause there has to be. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that you're doing, you're not, you gave up on that model. I wish more people would do it. So the, the different approach that we're taking is what's called influencer seeding. So sending out free product. Um, that comes from my days at Kalo where I just got to start relationships by just getting the product into their hands. So initially that was just, that's the best way to start. I'm not saying that you can never work with someone on a contractual basis. I just think there's a proper way to start with influencers and that's letting them rally around the brand and product and let that be the focus, not money or a contractual obligation. Um, Cause you, the brand are just never going to know if, did you pay them enough money to be an advocate or were they actually a fan of the product? And so, yeah. um, it's influencer seating. So that's what we do on behalf of our brands. We just mass outreach and identify, 
you know, let's say 500 influencers and we all offer them the product with no expectation for a post in return. So that's, wow. we're, we're building uh, relationships on giving instead of asking. And therefore the true advocates, kind of the cream rises to the top and then work with those people. So you mentioned like affiliates, ambassadors, it's all kind of semantics, but I, I would say those things are people that are consistently representing a brand long-term. Um, but that means you got to find, you have a system in place to actually work with those people and create that system. So that's what I would say is influencer seeding. Like brands I'll, come I'll, to me all the time and they're saying like, Hey, I want a genuine community around my brand. Okay, great. The system to produce that outcome is not a bunch of one-off posts. Like that doesn't create community or create like long-term yeah. relationships. So you got to do a different model and that's what we're doing. Um, and in the short term, you're getting a ton of influencer content that you get to repurpose. Yeah, it, it, absolutely incredible. So I love that, that you brought this up. I'm not going to kick you off the podcast quite yet, Cody, um, you know, with, with that, you know, audacious thing that you said, like, oh, we're just going to send it out to them, you know, for free, because I believe in that. I, I, I genuinely believe in that. You know, in the earlier days, like, I don't know, somewhere in the early hundred episodes, we, have, we had um, Stephen Borelli from Cuts Clothing on, and they have mm -hmm. an entire department that only does that. That yep. is how they got so massive. They just found famous people's addresses or their agents or whatever, and just would send them clothes. Like they have yep. an entire department that literally, oh, that's all that they do. And so Jim they Sharks, had, so, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it makes, it makes so much sense. Now, if you have a crappy product, don't do that. <laughs> well, if you have a crappy product, go get better well, no, product because no one believes that, but you gotta, you gotta try it. If they are going to invest it, that is the best way to start. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. So what does, what does that process look like exactly? Like, how are you identifying these people? Who are you identifying? How are you building these relationships? Cause obviously you're not just like sending it out and then being like, see ya, right? Like yeah. there's gotta be yeah, something, yeah. something there where you're able to, to track the relationship. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is very manual. It's a lot of labor, but we are identifying people, number one, without going too nitty gritty, because this is a huge step of the process. Um, just because you're sending out free product doesn't mean you don't have strict criteria for people that you're looking for. So I would say yeah. great video content creation ability is number one, in addition to kind of all the quantitative metrics that you'd be looking for that match up with your brand DNA, think whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would start micro. So our definition is between 5,000 and 150,000 of following. That's broad on purpose because, again, we're not putting a lot of stock in follower account. It's just, yeah. um, it's just the pool of people to pick from. Um, and then tracking, we're sending out the product and then we're tracking, uploading all those handles um, on a social listening tool. Um, that's called Mighty Scout. So it tracks, um, immediately tracks their handle. And if they mention your brand, it's going to pull that content so you know who posts from your seeding efforts. And then the great thing about that is that you're able to see who posted, reach out for content rights. And once we get content rights to be able to repurpose on Facebook, which is the primary mechanism to which we would recommend and what we do in our process, um, that's when you're able to download the content right then and there, TikTok, Instagram stories, all that stuff and repurpose it and get right into that account. Cool. That's great. How has TikTok changed the game over the last couple of years? Have Have you guys been looking more at, at TikTok influencers or are you trying to find people... Yeah. It, like across across platforms instagram and tiktok i mean I, I still like the 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 variety of which you can post on instagram compared to kind of just one style of content on tiktok but yeah no question tiktok has obviously changed a lot of things um hence you know instagram copying them with reels or whatever the case is um it's definitely I, did you see the recent report on on it, it just just came out i think i saw it on marketing brew or something like that where they were talking about 
Instagram's, uh, uh, the way that people are interacting with reels on Instagram is actually down 17%. Hmm. It's interesting. I mean, I, as somebody, you know, in their mid thirties, I want to go to TikTok to watch TikTok content. I don't go to Instagram for that. That's not, that's not what I'm there for. So it's interesting, uh, you know, what kind of play they're going to do with, with all of that data that's happening. But uh, that's just a total aside from what we're talking about here. Yeah. 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 Still very bullish on meta or whatever you would want to call them. Um, and, uh, but yeah, definitely like on a 500 influencer outreach, we might do Instagram 250 TikTok 250. So I would definitely say like you should be putting efforts there if you're investing in influencer marketing as a brand. Um, there's yeah. a great, I mean, TikTok creator marketplace is completely free. Um, yeah. You can go and discover influencers on there and work with them. So definitely do that. Um, it's a hot ticket item and it's not going to last forever. It's kind of like Instagram 2014. It's the, yeah. the potential for virality is crazy. Um, so you should be investing time and resources there for sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely. How are you finding people's addresses? Where Where is that coming from? Is that some secret sauce that you're not willing to share? Or is this just like hardcore manual work? We're just asking for it. So it's just our outreach message is, hey, Jordan, we think you're a great brand fit. We'd love to send you our product. We're X, Y, and Z brand. Um, we're not asking for any posts whatsoever. Just let me know your address and we'll send it right out. Ah, so, that's So it's a yes simple. or no question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not sending it to them without permission. You're first Correct. getting yeah. getting permission on social. Yeah, we're getting we're getting opt in, so to speak, of uh, just their yes or no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. That that makes that makes a lot more sense. In in cuts clothing case, they're just sending it out. They're just yeah. finding addresses, sending them clothing, and and hoping they got the size right, and it works. So. <laughs> yeah. No, and I I definitely did my fair share of that at Kalo too, like AKA how I got. Kalo on LeBron um, definitely was not getting his address for or permission, but um, okay. I had I had no idea that, that 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 happened. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I, had I had to kill someone. On... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would assume so. <laughs> uh, speaking of LeBron, was in Vancouver randomly the other night at hmm. a Kendrick Lamar concert. Just there. Wow. We don't know why. We don't know why. But great, great to, to, to see him there. Apparently, people were more interested in him than they were in the concert. So um, had quite a few friends that were like, man, what the heck was he doing here? Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, get back, uh, like, let's get back into this here. Um, I would love to know, you know why somebody would work with an agency like yours doing this rather than doing it on their own. What kind of resources are actually required to pull something like this off? I think anytime you look at an agency and just regardless of industry, it's kind of just the speed and scale that they can work. Um, and that's the case for us. Like us identifying 500 influencers can happen in five business days and a list in front of you. That might take someone internally half a year to a year just to ID yeah. them, let alone yeah. outreach them and figure out all the information. So, I mean, I was a one person show at Kalo and I couldn't do everything. So like, no. and most brands are actually doing, they're giving it to their email person. Hey, like reach out to some influencers or they're giving it to their organic social girl and Hey, reach out to some influencers, DM them and stuff like that with zero concept of like how much labor and time and investment it takes. So fractionally it can't happen. One person, it can't happen. So most of the time, like that's where an agency becomes attractive because you're just set up for, okay, they have the tools, they have the resources, they have the expertise press the button, go, and we're off and running. Um, so I'd say like, that's honestly the main difference. Like 
in addition to being in the industry and doing this every day, all day. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, but I would say like to answer your question is about like what resources are involved. There's a lot of resources involved in time and training and, um, how to go about it the right way. Um, but there are like free tools at your disposal. That's the problem too, is like, there's just so much noise in our industry. So it can be kind of overwhelming, you know, cuts clothing competitor, they see cuts and they're just like, man, I'm just so discouraged. I need to do X, Y, or Z or all this stuff. And I Google influencer marketing and you're just bombarded with all these different platforms and things like that. So it's a growing, booming, you know, multi-billion dollar industry. And that's, that's why, um, so yeah, long winded, but I think there's, there's time and energy that needs to be allocated, uh, rightfully. So what, I mean, one last, one last note on that is just like the influencer marketing is now like an actual like channel, right? Like it's a, it's part of the marketing mix, but people still view it as like this sexy kind of one-off thing. So they view it as like, Oh, I'm just going to pay this one influencer one time. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I wonder why they don't get results. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. You kind of just took the, 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 that out of my mouth. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's the same thing on the paid media side, right? People will be like, oh yeah, I ran a hundred dollars in ads. What? <laughs> what? Thank you. Come to yes. me when you spend a hundred grand and then we'll, and then let's yeah. figure out what's going on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, you know, in my notes here, Cody, I've got a case study that you, uh, that you had. I'm seeing a crazy increase in sales for, for, is this M&M's? Yeah. Is this M M and M? <laughs> Just a s- small candy brand. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Talk, talk, talk me through that. I'd love to know what what you did, why you saw results like that, how you saw these kinds of results. Because like it's it's super interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, we did our we did our standard approach. Just I mass outreach to TikTok influencers on behalf of M and M's. They were doing personalized M and M's uh, for Mother's Day and Father's Day. So peak buying cool. period. Um, yeah. They could, you could put your mom or dad's face on the M&M or happy mother's day or whatever the case is. So obviously like yeah. a unique product and also huge brand recognition. So obviously those things come into play when you're outreaching influencers, but yeah, they, we saw, you know, great organic impressions from that. But then also once they got the, the content into that account, saw 457% increase in sales compared to 2020 and in, in their D2C e-commerce, um, so, and that's where we see like a lot of the short-term ROI is just repurposing influencer content where you can actually, that's kind of what I was meaning about diversifier portfolio. Like you can place this content in other places where you actually have control over the return or more control. Um, totally. So yeah, that was kind of the, the case study there. Yeah, that's, that, that's absolutely awesome. I love that. Cody, I got, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Scaling my agency or just scaling in general? Just scaling in general. I, I love to know what people are thinking when they're thinking about getting bigger, right? The, that, that sort of big lever that, that you potentially can pull to actually scale. Um, I mean, just one thing, just as a business owner, just in general, I, I would just say like Nike says it best, just do it. And then I would just say, then iterate later, right? Like just stop overthinking things and just go for it and then iterate or cut it or all those things after you do it. I think a lot of times, especially like when I think back on my early days, um, you're just constantly like reassessing whether to do X or Z or A or B. And I wish, you know, you just move quicker because then you just learn faster. Um, Have you ever regretted making a decision? I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever regretted actually making a decision. 
That is a great point because like, yeah, you just learn. It's either a failure and you learn and you iterate or it's a success, right? So totally. I love that. Totally. Yeah, we do. It's an interesting story. We do a lot of real estate um, uh, purchasing as well. And um, we try to bring people on with joint ventures. And this is the number one thing that they'll say is, well, I don't want to give up 40%. I, mm. I'll, I'll go do it myself because I don't want to give up the 40%. I'm like, okay. And then two years later, and these are friends of mine, right? So yeah. years later, I'm like, oh yeah, how are your properties going? Oh, I never bought any. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? So so yeah. it's that point, right? Of like, just do something, right? Like, yes, you're going to you're gonna scrape your knees. That's okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're going to fall off the bike. Yeah, yeah. Cody, I got three more questions uh, left for you. I hope that you're ready. I'm ready. Awesome. Uh, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? App? Um, I mean, I mentioned Mighty Scout earlier. That's kind of the the influencer social listening tool. Um, so is that one that you're actually able to download the the item content. from as well? Or is it just it's yep. picking it up? It's cool. It's social listening and you're able to download. Um, okay, nice. And then personally, there's a tool called Flowchat. Um, it's for... I use it for Twitter DMs and like as a CRM for Twitter. Um, okay. We get a lot of business on Twitter. So that's a personal fun one. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure at the on the agency side that Twitter is is probably a massive channel, hey? Yeah, 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 for sure. Cool. Uh, next question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Podcast. I'm working my way through Joe Rogan and Mark Zuckerberg. But I don't have oh, three hours. Yes. I don't have three hours to listen to Joe Rogan anymore. Or did I ever? <laughs> I don't know. But it's going in small chunks because I don't drive too much these days either. So I was going to say you need a road trip or something, Cody. Like that's the <laughs> only way that I can get through one of those episodes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last question for you: If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. Hmm. Uh, they have to be alive. Can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? <laughs> can't be Elon. Oh, I just uh, had too many Elons. They, yeah. Everyone kept saying Elon. <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. Um, man, I want to give you someone, someone good. Probably Simon Sinek. Ah, interesting. Uh, I like I'd love it. to know your, re- your reasoning behind, behind Simon. I, uh, I've read start with why, like th- probably three or four times. Um, yeah. and I just really, I follow him on Instagram and stuff like that. And I just really respect also, um, uh, Adam Grant as well. Just another guy that's Sweet. kind of in that same. I'm reading field. his uh, book, his book right now. So, so good. His, Which uh, one? uh, think, think again. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. He's always just dropping bombs. Both of those guys. So yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. To I totally put brain. the two. Yeah. The two of them together, man. Like that's, they're just absolutely brilliant. Yes. Um, Cody, this was fun. Where can people uh, find out more about you, connect with you, uh, and then learn more about how you guys can help a kinship? Yeah. Um, Twitter. I already kind of mentioned I'm on there all the time. So shoot me a DM. DMs are open at Cody underscore Wittick. Um, That's probably the best way to connect with our agency as well. Just connect in there. And yeah, we'd love to be a resource regardless of ever being interested in working with kinship or not. Just passionate about seeing people do influence marketing the right way and being a helpful resource in that arena. So feel free to reach out there. Awesome. Well, really appreciate your time today. Uh, This has already got me thinking wheel spinning for the brands that we own as well. And I'm like, ah, we need to be doing this. This is instead of, because we've given up. 
we've given up on 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 our influencer programs. We're like, nah, nah, nah this is garbage. Uh, yeah. So I love this. I love what you're talking about. Um, uh, I love putting in the reps as well. Like you know, mm-hmm. hearing the 500. That that to me is is incredible. So Cody. Thank you so much for uh, revitalizing um, my dreams of influencer marketing. (laughs) Happy to. Thanks, Jordan, for having me. Absolutely. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.